ignite your passion for God and for his work. Listen to Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo, the resident pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International Adenta Branch, as he comes your way on this podcast with the creative force of God's word. Bishop Ogo also pastors the Flaming Fire Service, a vibrant youth service filled with energetic young people who are ablaze for the Lord. He is also the evangelist of the Greater Love Roadshow, a unique outreach program that ministers the soul-saving love of Jesus Christ to a hurting world through music, dance, and the life-giving word of God. Now listen to Bishop Edwin Ogo.
much better for Mary, can't you? An ageless song by Helen Baylor, more than a friend indeed. Hallelujah. We're moving on very quickly this morning and uh, on a special Sunday like this, we are blessed to receiving things in double portions. This morning we have two wonderful testimonies to be shared with us and first of all, I'd want us to put our hands together and welcome our Reverend from all the way from the United States of America, Reverend George Dankwa, to share his testimony with us first. Thank you, Reverend Michael. Uh, good morning, everyone. I just want to share a short testimony. As I came in from the U.S., I met uh, one of our pastors who said, oh, we have a fresh winds. I said, man, I've been fasting in America all the way to come and fast here again. So I said, no problem, I'll come. So I came all through. And then Bishop, on the 20th of September, Bishop prayed, and then he said, you receive your healing today. So I have noted the day, 20th of September. So I was thinking if I go back, I was going to do some medical checkup to see what it was. But then last week, uh, I had to do something for one of my church members, Sister Martha. So I, I called a sister, and I said, let's make it at um, 11 a.m. Because I had planned that uh, I was going to go through the mountains to go do some things, and then come back. So as usual, the 11 a.m. turned into 1 to almost 2. So I was so angry. When, she, when I was about to leave, she came. So I had to go with her and go do what we were supposed to do. So by the time I was leaving Accra, it was about 3-ish, 4-ish. And I knew I had to go to Mampong to check on something. And then from there, I had to go visit my mom in Latte. And then from there, I had to go through Oibi to also check on something before coming for outreach. So my, my, plan, my initial plan was that by four, I should be back in Accra. But then because this lady delayed, the plan didn't work out. So normally I have everything, actually I have everything in my car, like flashlights, everything to still go. Because I was thinking if it's Bishop Dark, even if it's 1 a.m., you still go. But then after we had visited the land at Mampong and visited my mom, it was about 7 o'clock. And I was, oh, okay, let me come. But I don't know what happened. I just turned. Instead of coming through from... Um, through Oyibi to Accra, I just decided to go back 
through um, Benkum to Manfin, to this way. And as we were descending and climbing, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, the car just stopped in the middle of nowhere. It just stopped. So when we got down and we looked, the, apparently when we had gone to visit, we got through the bush at Mampong, I think the um, pipe to the supply the gas to, uh, uh, petrol to the engine had ripped out. So there was no engine flowing into the, uh, no petrol flowing into the engine. So the car just stopped in the middle of nowhere. So my friend and I were able to fix it and then we came back. So at 2 a.m., I just woke up to pray. And as soon as I woke up and I laid on the bed, then the Holy Spirit said to me, I delivered it from death. Two times, I delivered it from death. And I was thinking, deliver me from death. Then I realized that if the lady had come at 1, 11 a.m. as we planned, and everything had gone to, according to plan, then I would have used the latter through OEB road. And that one is very steep with very sharp curves. So if the car has stopped as we are going, because it will have stopped anyway, if the car has stopped, there will have been no way. We'll have just driven straight into the valley. And I just thank God. <laughs> Hallelujah. So I just want to thank God for the fresh winds. And I also, then what I, the instruction I receive is that sometimes when you pray to God and God doesn't come, as you want it, it's because God has a better plan for you. So this one, I just want to thank God. Thank you all. I think you can clap much louder. You're also receiving your deliverance in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I want to call on Francis, Francis Kaswa. Yes, put your hands together for him. He would also share his testimony with us. Hallelujah. My name is Francis Kaswa. <coughs> Sorry. And um, I'm in patient zone. My pastor's name is Pastor Vivian. Um, about eight months ago, I was working in this company whereby I was getting quite an amount of money. But I realized that my Sundays and my Saturdays were being threatened to be taken away from me. Because for Saturdays, they had completely taken it away. So I don't go for outreach on Saturdays. And it was really hurting me. So I decided to stop the work and go in for this other job, which was so low. The salary was so low. But I said, if I'll get this job and be in church, I would, I would definitely go for it. So as I was in a job, I was also praying to God to give me a better one as well. And one Sunday after church, we went for a loyalty conference. And after that one, uh, the Holy Spirit spoke to me clearly that this week you'll be receiving a job. I didn't take it really serious. So I was just, oh, I mean, it's just the same things. So on Monday, by the time the day ended, I was having two jobs, offers, that I, I was like, ah, but I have not written any application, but how come they are now looking for me? I said, okay. But when I got home, that was even what, what even blew my mind. When I got home, my mother told me that, Francis, Mr. Sister and So says, tomorrow, which is Tuesday, come and start work. No application, no interview, nothing. And... I was, I was, but I was asking myself that, will this job be the right one? Because I have not written application. I don't know anything about it. So as I began the job, the fresh winds um, on Friday, another job application came again. And now, I was now a distributor of jobs. I was now distributing jobs, so. <laughs> I was, 
I was now recommending people for the jobs. I was now recommending people that, okay, my brother is available, so go for this one. This one is available, so go for this one. And as I've been in this, this new job, I've come to realize that there is only one explanation for it. And it's found in Mark 12, 11, which says, this is the Lord's doing, and it's marvelous in our eyes. And I want to thank God for this wonderful thing he has done. Amen. From applicant to distributor, put your hands together for Francis. And shall we please welcome Pastor Albert Akins. Thank you. Or oh, you can clap louder. This is a fantastic day. And every testimony you are hearing is preparing you to receive your own in a higher dimension. So if you believe it, I want you to clap again. This time, <laughs> prophetically. Now, today is the day that we celebrate our pastor, Bishop Dark Heward Mills. Can we please put up Galatians 6.6 for us to see? The Bible says that, Let him that is taught in a word communicate unto him that teacheth in all good things. Now, many of us only see the son that the father sent to us. The son of the father is our bishop, Edwin Morgan Ogo. And we thank God for his life. Put your hands together for the son that the father has sent to us. But on this special day, we are celebrating the father himself. And this verse is teaching us that you must share the blessings that you obtain as a result of the person who taught you. You must share it with that person. I also want to announce that this Saturday is our prayer service. And the month of October has been declared as the month of declarations. The Bible says in Mark chapter 11 verse 23 that when you say to this mountain, be thou removed. It didn't even say when you pray, when you say. There are many things that can be set right if only you say, you confess. I want to invite you this Saturday, come. We are going to make declarations which will turn around your past because our past affects our present. We are going to, by declarations, change the past and its effect on the present. By declarations, we are going to shape the future. And if you believe this with me, I want you to invite another person, come along with that person on Saturday. And we will pray and make powerful declarations. And I see you receiving multiple testimonies this month. This morning, as we celebrate Bishop Dark Heward Mills, we have in our midst our zona leader, Jocelyn Annan. She has a poem put together, which represents, I believe, all of us and how we feel about Bishop Dark Heward Mills. Shall we invite our sister, Jocelyn, as she reads her poem? Hallelujah. Amen. This morning we want to celebrate our Papa, 
in Christ. And the title of the poem is Makeover in Christ Jesus. We are who we are because of him. We are who we are because he responded to a call. He showed us how to answer the call upon my, our lives. He showed us how to have courage and strength, to stand tall and even when standing wasn't easy, to stand for the ones who stand, to think and fend for one another. We are a makeover in Christ Jesus. He taught us how to fight in the spirit and to never back down, how to pick ourselves back up in Christ Jesus when we've been knocked down, to fight for what we believe in. We are a makeover in Christ Jesus. He led us to Jesus. He taught us how to meditate on God's word. He taught us how to win souls. He taught us to love unconditionally. He taught us loyalty. He taught us how to be a good shepherd. We are a makeover in Christ Jesus. He taught us how to keep our emotions in check. He taught us how to handle large amounts of pain. When in trouble, he always had our back by praying for us. He helped us to know that we matter more than we think. He helped us to know that it is about glorifying God. We are a makeover in Christ Jesus. Even though he's not always around, he's got people leading us in his stead. We may stumble and we may fall. We may even get hurt along the way, but he has taught us to pick ourselves back up. He has shown us how to stand tall in Christ. We are honored and proud to say we are a makeover in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Bishop Doug Hayward Mills. Thank you for sending us pastors to teach us. Thank you for the church you built for us. Thank you for leading us to Christ. Thank you for the chance to do God's work. Most of all, thank you for the opportunity to be part of God's great works. We are a makeover in Christ Jesus because you answered God's call on your life. We love you, Bishop Doug Hayward Mills. May God Almighty continue to bless you indeed. Amen.
Christmas, God willing, we will dedicate one evening entirely to her to bless us. To bless us with very good music. And uh, I'm choosing an evening so that I mean, when it's a morning service like this, there are bushmen and bushwomen here who don't appreciate such music. But if it's in the evening, and if you, those who understand music, will come and sit here and enjoy the music. But in the morning like this, it's a disturbance to some of you based on where you are coming from and what you ate last night. <laughs> so will spare you the agony of such good music and believe God that we will be present here soon by his grace to enjoy what God has for us. You may please be seated. Let's put our hands together for our sister Mariami, our sister Mary. Put your hands together for Mariami, Mary, the choir, the instrumentalists, and much more now, a bigger hand clap for the testimonies we have enjoyed this morning. I have a few minutes to share the word of God with you, but there are times the word of God's influence is not so much in the length of time, but in the potency of the impact it makes on you. And I believe that this morning we are not into time, but we are into the impartation. And um, I have great joy to continue to share with you one of the very important subjects I started sharing last week, Sunday, I believe with you. A subject that is not much talked about, 
a subject that is not highly heralded, a subject that among a thousand things you may likely not hear from the average pastor or preacher, but I feel that it forms the foundation of who we are and who we will be. And I believe it's the Holy Spirit who imparts such spiritual directions to us as Christians. That is why I'm excited to continue to talk about the subject of honor. Honor. Honor because you don't hear this word very often. But you may not know that it is determining the direction of your life more than the degree you acquired in the university. You may not even know, but it is this word, perhaps, that gave you the first class in the university and not because you studied very well. Ladies and gentlemen, another way you can present this series Another way you can describe, if you are given a chance to re-describe the message I'm preaching to you, I will suggest to you that if you have a chance to throw away the, the title, Honor, and find your own way of re-describing this message, I will suggest to you that you call this message or describe this message us blessings and curses or you could also call it the real determinants of our lives what determines our lives many of us do not know but I pray that even if this sermon doesn't work for you, doesn't deliver the message to you I pray that some way, somehow, somewhere, you will learn that life's outcomes are not determined by, excuse my word, my big English, the tangibles of life. When I say tangibles, I mean the touchables the feelables, the holdables. Many of us think that what is determining the outcome of our lives is the hair on your head. It is for that reason that you've received a husband or your beautiful face. Because we can touch your face. So your husband came because of your beautiful face we can touch. Or you've got a nice job because you passed well. You passed well. Second class upper. I mean, that is not a joke. Like our pastor shared a testimony that he's not dead today because he has a very, you know, fantastic ability to take decisions 
so that he doesn't use the Manfi road based on the time that he took a decision. I mean, he's smart. Because he also had a first class in the university. But I want to inform you today that life is not determined by certificates and shoes and the shape of your body. No, I'm saying that if you will ever get married, if you will get married one day, it will not be because of your Coca-Cola shape. But have you not realized that you have a Coca-Cola shaped body now, but there's no husband? So if you get a husband next two years, at least you should have been able to eliminate Coca-Cola. Because even as the years go by, your body changes from the bottle to the can. You guys are forcing me to say something. I, I, I don't like this type of service where it's like there's pressure on you to say things that are not... Uh, uh, please, end the service. Uh, I, 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 don't like, I, I don't like the atmosphere. I, I feel I'm, being, I'm under pressure to say things which are not appropriate. All I'm trying to tell you is to be very careful. Be very careful. There is um, something else is determining your life more than even hard work. Hard work. Or studying all night. It is called a blessing. Or a curse. That's the message for today. Today, as we honor our pastor, Bishop Dagwood Mills, we are honoring him. Honor. Honor. And what you will do today may affect your life more than three years of working very hard. I am specific in my intentions and deliberate in my motives. I'm deliberately addressing a delusion, a deception that has fallen upon us, which makes us think that life goes well when we get a good degree. That you get a wife when you are tall and handsome. It's a delusion. Because I can show you tall and handsome men who don't have wives. But short men who've got beautiful wives. There are some of you ladies, beautiful girls, but you have started bleaching your face. Because you think that cocoa or price or bar cocoa inside light. That is when she's in the car, you don't need to turn on the inside light. She herself is the inside light. 
but I will show you red women who don't have husbands. And I feel sad that my time is up. Because I would have taken you to Ecclesiastes chapter 9 verse 11 which tells us, gives us an important, but my time is because of the time. We can't go into such deviations and distractions and talks. A quick one. Alright, then let's look at it. New Living Translation. Say, I have observed something else under the sun. The fastest runner doesn't always win the race. You need to be Solomon to think this way. You must be a very wise. If you are an average thinker, these things will not occur to you. That the fastest runner, you, you watch Olympics carefully. You see, the fastest runner is not always the one who wins the race. Sometimes somebody falls down and gets up and wins the race. And you are the one who will fall, who will wake up, and who will win the race. If ever, ever, if ever you fall, remember that I prophesied that you will still win your race. You will still be ahead. That the fastest runner does not always win the race. And the strongest warrior doesn't always win the battle. The wise sometimes go hungry and the skillful are not necessarily wealthy. If you want money, it's not, it's, you see, if you don't get the message well, eh, you, you won't understand it, but let me inform you before I finish this verse that this is true. That is the fastest runner wins the race. It makes sense that when you are fighting, the strongest wins the battle. But you see, the word is always, doesn't always. Those who are educated don't always. So, education gives you a successful life. Of course, I'm educated and I'm living a successful life. Oh, yes. I will not rubbish going to school because I'm preaching in a microphone on Sunday. No. Education leads to success in life. But in church, we are learning that there is something higher than education. Uh-huh. You can even add that the beautiful girls don't always get husbands because I mean, the average man, some of the accidents in town, MTTU accidents, are not because of alcohol. It's because of beautiful girls. The, the man tend to look at a girl and went to hit somebody's car. Every day it happens in town. Because I'm preaching, baby. Because men are attracted to nice things. Men likes calves. But in case you are nice, people are making me not preach the message I want to preach. <laughs> in case your body is nice, I'm just informing you that there is something more powerful than the shape of your body. And that is a blessing. 
or a curse. If there is a blessing on your life, you can be shapeless. A man will be chasing you. One wife told me, she said, there's something bizarre happening in her life. I said, what is happening? He said, the way her husband is chasing her, she cannot understand it for about two years. She said, today, my body is made up of chamber and halls. And I could tell. He said, Bishop, look, I'm, I'm a shapeless woman here. Big stomach, wrong thighs, abnormal buttocks. You know something, you guys. I should preach. I should preach. I should preach. Thank you. She can't understand it. She said, Bishop, I'm not bragging, but I will tell you that I've been married for 12 years. You can't. She said, if I, I, I must tell her to bring her pictures. When I married my husband, when you talk about body shape, I mean, a woman's body is like, oh. I myself, I knew that I had it. My husband even couldn't see me. We were there for four years, five years, nothing. Then as age is setting in and my body contours are changing, rather, he can't get enough of me. Then I said, sister, a blessing has come upon you. Yes. Yes. I must send her a text quickly to bring the pictures. I would like to see body. Because today when you see her, Honestly, honestly, it's a chamber and hall. Honestly, I won't lie to you. But this is the time, my dear friend, I'm talking about honor. And I began last week from Ephesians 6, 2. Honor your father and your mother. I, even though it's the first commandment with a promise, it says that so that it may be well with you. So, for it to be well with you, it's not determined by the air conditioner in your room or the size of the car or the number of degrees. Listen carefully. No, because some of you sitting here, you, you are an apprentice. It's not likely you will build a house before you die. I'm speaking the truth to you. In this economy, in this African country, I don't have any hope for you. If you don't take care, you may sleep in a car for a very long time. Even the money to rent a house, I'm speaking the truth. But we thank God that there is something that determines the outcome of our lives more than being an apprentice or being a lawyer. 
I know lawyers who cannot afford a car. Go to town. Or go to the courts. You see them arriving in taxis. Honor your father and your mother. I told you last week, anybody who has had like struggles and fights and contentions with your mother or your father, give up. I'm telling you to give up. If you hear of a prayer meeting in the church, don't attend it. You are cursed already. I'm telling you. You will not make it. Look, I can take you to the university and give you the best lecturer to give you the best lectures and do everything to get you first class. It won't work for you. You will not do well. Because your mother or your father, your mother is higher than a first class in determining how your life will be. One mother, true story. We had a story in a service. She got so frustrated by her daughter. One day she spoke from her intestines. She said, I don't know what she was bending down or taking something. She said, You will sell beans. It's not a joke. She said, You will sell beans. This girl passed Wasi, went to the university, did a four year course, finished school, got a good job, was doing the good job. One, two, three moves in the, in the, in the end, she was in front of a house selling beans. <laughs> she was selling beans in front of a house. Don't try it with your life. And the Bible did not say honor your good mother or honor your school fees paying father. Even if your mother is bad, honor her. Honor her. So that it will be well with you. Even if your father. And who is your father? Who is a mother or who is a father? Who, who, who is mother, father? A mother or a father is someone who causes you to exist. That's all. That's the definition of a father. Anyone who causes your existence. That's why I can call Bishop Dagwood Mills my father. He did not cause my existence biologically. That man who did that is dead. But this morning, if I'm a pastor, if I'm preaching, he caused my existence as a pastor. So he's a father to me. If you will ever attend an interview and present yourself as a shepherd in Lighthouse, or even be invited to an interview, because you are a shepherd in lighthouse is because he caused your existence. Some of you did not get born again in lighthouse. You were born again long time ago in Bethlehem. But you are still a Christian today because you joined lighthouse 16 years ago. Yes. Had it not been for lighthouse, you'll be a backsliding unbeliever somewhere in town by this time about to go to a goyle filling station to eat omutuo with your second girlfriend you have slept with in the, this weekend. But because of lighthouse of international, you still exist as a church going even if you are a nominal Christian. Anybody, 
If one day you will be a master fitter, a fitter, master, fitter, mechanic. Somebody, if, yeah, I know you paid your, what, they, what the, thing they, the things they pay? Agreement. Agreement fee. That's what they pay. Agreement fee. Yeah. You paid your agreement fee and brought all the things. But that man, today, if you are a mechanic, he caused you to exist. Honor him. So that it will be well with you. You know, I wanted to talk about another honor today, but God will in next week. But I'm, I, even if I've just come to repeat myself, there are some things worth repeating. Peter says, to say the same thing to you, it's not grievous. should not be painful to you. There are some things you just say once. There are some things it is worth hearing ten times. Yes, and one of the, if next week I come and I say the same thing again, it is worth it. It is worth hearing because it is determining the outcome of your life more, more than any other determinant. That's why we have come today to honor our, our pastor. And like our uh, poetess said, we don't see her often. We don't see him here every Sunday. But he has built a church for us. You don't know what it means to be in a church where the pastor takes offerings. But you don't know where the money is. Or a church where they are building on. They began the church building project 20 years ago. A complex is like a spacecraft. They are building. They don't finish. Yes. But by God's grace, this is a branch. In case today is your first time. This is a branch. This is a branch. I'm a branch pastor. We have a car park. Finished wall, finished. And we are building other cathedrals. It's a type of father. Even if he has not bought you a car. Even if he has not bought you a house. Even if, even if he has not given you lunch. Honor him. Honor him. To honor means to give somebody a high place in your heart. To honor means respect. See, the word honor is both a noun and a verb. Like anointing. It's a noun and a verb. And better understand it. Some of you know maths so much. You understand maths. Every maths question, you understand it. You can work it. You can solve it. But you don't understand honor. Some of you understand economics. Laws of economics. You are very good. But when I look at your life, you look like someone who doesn't understand the subject. You know economics, you know maths, you know accounting, but you don't, you, don't, you don't understand honor. And it's affecting you. And it will affect you. That's why today, among all the Sundays, we've got 50 how many Sundays, but we've chosen one. Of course, it's birthday also. It's birthday. We will not miss any opportunity to honor him. Why? I mean, think about it. Do you really think your 100 Ghana cities, and it's not 100 cities, but let's say, do you think your 100 Ghana cities is what will give him breakfast tomorrow morning? That should tell you something. That When you honor, it's like serving God. There's nothing I'm doing for God that he needs. He doesn't, I'm, I am not important to him. How do you know a pastor is not important to God? By how pastors die. Yeah if, yeah, if pastors were important to God, no pastor should die. If the work we're doing is very necessary 
like great to God, like I'm an important man, then I should be the first man to live for 200 years in the 21st century. <laughs> but I'll check out one of these days. I'm not important. I am informing you. So you too, when you become a shepherd, you understand you are not important. That what we are doing for, for God, for God, is rather for us. We are benefiting from serving God more than God is benefiting. Because he can, a wind can blow from the west to the east. A wind. It will gather everybody here. Then a cough from heaven. <coughs> everybody will, will understand the word of God. <laughs> there will be no need for a preacher. <laughs> but he sends a preacher because he, he wants the preacher to have a reason to be blessed. So henceforth, you will not see me again until you say, Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. That's why God sends a preacher. Anytime you see God sending a man towards you, he's just sending a man so that he will have a reason to bless the man. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. God doesn't need, let me speak bad English. God doesn't need nobody. Your singing is not what is going to make the church nice. Go home with your singing. Nonsense. Don't come to the church. Your voice is good and you preach well when you preach. I mean, anytime, anytime I, I ask people, what made you, why did you, or did you enjoy the service? And uh, what's in the service did you enjoy most? They always say the preaching. Sometimes they say, oh, the singing. But most of the times, the preaching, oh, the word was good. The word was good. Like I'm just coming to the church like somebody who wearing an armor car. Okay, hey, the preachers come. Hey, you have to take your time. I'm here today. These small, small boys, preachers. You know, I'm, I'm now here. Clap your hands for me. You don't know who I am. Nonsense. Then before you know it, oh, he was he was coming down the Manfi Road and his car fell into a ditch. One one pastor, he was in a plane. He, the, the plane traveled, I think, for an, an, an hour or two in the skies. They didn't fall down. Just when the plane was about to land, the plane fell into a rubbish dump. But you don't read news. He said, if I was hungry, you are not the one who will give me food. This is what God says, the silver and the gold and the cattle on a thousand hills are mine. If you are giving an offering to God, it is not because God needs it. Get it into your head. You are giving for a blessing for your own life. And if you don't understand it, you can go to hell. <laughs> if it's hell you want to go, go to hell with your offering. Without that seed, God's kingdom will advance. Without that offering, the church will be built. Without you in the church, the church will grow. I'm talking to anybody who brought 40 people to church today. If you want to try God, next week, don't bring your 40 members. You'll be surprised that that will be the Sunday that the church increase in number. Nobody. Nobody including you is important.
anything you find us doing in the house of the Lord. Dancing, singing, preaching, talking, reciting a poem, explaining something, teaching, all for us. We, eventually, we get blessed. Can you imagine me? If I wasn't a pastor, <laughs> I can't start to tell you. I'm, even a pastor, I don't know how it is like. As, without, without being a pastor uh, it's my life if you will ever be a shepherd in the church one day to go for outreach to do soul winning it is for you you may bring a soul into the church but it's for you it's for you we don't honor fathers and mothers because they need our toilet roll or they need our soap or they need your money we honor them so that it will be well with us. Ephesians 6, verse 3. So that we may live long. Living long. Listen, let me end my time. Is up. There is something more powerful in determining the length of your life than working from Ahimeh Sachipediasi. Most of those who go up and down, they die within one year. Because <laughs> there is something that determines life more than Ahimeh Sachipediasi. Something determines longevity more than vitamins and eating green leaves. It is the honor like when your mother thinks about you, she gets a good feeling. It asks 10 years of your life. Every good feeling, five years. Good feeling, 10 years. Good feeling, two years. Good feeling, six months. Good feeling. And also, you will live long in the places of blessings. Yeah, because in the world has got, life has got places where we are blessed. And many people cannot last long in places of blessings. You get a job that pays you well. You don't last. Something happens, they say something about you, something like, they say you are out, they give you a letter. Anywhere the pay is good, you don't last there. Because you, it, it, it is also a blessing to remain in a place where you are paid $10,000 a month and you are there for 10 years. It's a blessing. Then, what I'll preach about next week, God willing, will also determine what you do with the $10,000 and how it affects your life is also a blessing that comes from doing something different from honoring your father and your mother. But God will we shall be there. I hope you heard something this morning. If you didn't hear anything, then stand up and let's pray. You may hear your own prayer. Let's rise up and close. Please lift your two hands and pray to God and say, Lord, let me understand the subject. Say, Lord, I know English. I understand economics. I'm good with accounting. But this thing, this honor thing, please help me to understand it. Honor. Thank you, Lord. 
Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. We bless you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Please close your eyes and let me pray. If you are here today and you are not born again, you want to give your life to Christ. You want to be born again today. You want to say, Pastor, pray for me. I want to give my life to Christ. Wherever you are, just lift your hands. I want to pray for you right now. You want to be born again. You want to give your life to Christ. Please lift your hand. Let me pray for you right now. You want to be born again. Yes, yes, just wave. Give your, lift your hand up high. I want to pray for you. A simple prayer. And I want to lift your hand high. I, want, I, I, I can't see your hand. You want to be born again. If your hand is up, please come. Come and let me pray for you. Come. Come. And Asha should help that person who is kind. He doesn't know. He's maybe it's even a first timer. Lift your hands. Let me pray. Say, Heavenly Father. I'm sorry for my sins. Today, I surrender my life to you. Please receive me. Please bless me. Help me to stay. Thank you for my salvation. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We believe that you have been truly blessed. You can send a mail to Bishop Edwin Ogo at bishopedwinogo at gmail.com. Introduce this podcast to a friend, keep listening, and keep living passionately for God.